Hello, and welcome to my weekly podcast. This is Open Hearts and Lighten Minds with Abby. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open Hearts and Lighten Minds with me, your host, Abby Salmera. Thank you so much for joining me here today, whatever day it may be for you. You know, today is Friday as per usual, and I am recording my first podcast episode for 2022. I really appreciate having you here, whether this is your first podcast episode or, uh, I don't know, you've been listening for a while. I'm glad that you're here uh, listening to whatever I have to talk about today, which is evidently best friends, according to the title. Um, My 2022, this first week has been good so far. Had some final hangouts with my friends here in Colorado, getting back to that school grind, uh, like going through emails, you know, creating my planner and stuff like that. And of course, attempting to try new things for habits for the new year, kind of a twist on New Year's resolutions, I guess. I guess kind of like just New Year's goals, because according to last week's episode, maybe if you phrase it differently or you specify it differently, then maybe there's a higher chance of it coming uh, true. So yeah. 2022, I hope it's been great for you, and if it hasn't been, don't worry, we have next week to take on for the better. While I've been, you know, living it up in 2022, I guess, I was chatting with one of my uh, really good friends of many years about the idea of best friends, and that's basically why we're here talking about it today. I always say that uh, everything I talk about on this podcast is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, because it really is. I mean, I've had the podcast around for quite a bit of time, you know, a little more than six months, and I've always had a list, ongoing list on my phone of the podcast topics that I want to talk about, and this idea of best friends, and my conversation with one of my friends actually came from a different conversation, we just talked about it then. Not gonna lie, when I thought about talking about best friends in the podcast episode, I was really excited, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. Because probably I thought that at the time of recording this or at the time of writing it down in my notes to be talked about, I probably would have thought that I'd have a best friend at that time. And it's ironic because I never really believed in them in the first place. So here we are talking about best friends, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the best person to be talking to this about because I literally just said that I'm not a big believer in them, especially since back in the day. And I've always been really hesitant about best friends. And just to go into that, back when I was in middle school, my dad had told me, best friends don't really exist because at any point in time, they can use everything they know about you and stab you in the back with it. And wow. That's definitely harsh as a kid, you know, harsh as an 11, 12-year-old wanting to pursue new friendships, especially in middle school, you know, when you're meeting all these new people. So it definitely made me scared throughout all my life, made me hesitant. And even when I was getting close to someone, I didn't believe they were my best friend or that it was really there, no matter how much I wanted it. And even when the time came when I'm all like, oh, yeah, best friends, maybe, maybe it still didn't even work out. So maybe it is true that best friends don't exist. But that's just from my personal experience. Maybe you out there have a great best friend. (laughs) And I'm really happy for you. I mean, in this time of possibly getting close to people, I was always a floater anyway. My parents would even say that I'd have best friends for a season. 
And that wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just the environment that I was growing up in. It was funny that they'd notice who this best friend for a season was because I'd talk about them all the time at like lunch or dinner or something like that. But, you know, not having best friends, this fear, I guess this is some trauma to discuss in another episode, I guess. <laughs> so here I am now, not really having a best friend, talking about best friends. Unlike, you know, me and my personal situation right now, what is a best friend? Handy dandy Google, as always, tells me that a best friend is a person's closest friend. It makes sense. Out of all their friends, they're the closest. I feel like I go through ebbs and flows in life where I'm all like, oh, I don't have any friends. Or maybe I do have friends, but uh, they already have friends themselves. Because there's just this entire cycle of, okay... These are my friends at this certain point of time. Now we're in a new stage of life and maybe my friends are different. And then maybe you have friends that you can always go back to to catch up to, but not anyone who's consistent all the time. It all just depends on how you want to view your friends. And I can't really describe every single aspect of how many friends you have and what they mean to you. But according to Google, a best friend is a person's closest friend. And I think that's what's really hard. Even Google says here that a best friend is a person's closest a person's closest friend. So what if someone's like, oh man, I have two best friends. Then how is that possible? How are they both the best, you know? But maybe that's just getting technical into the definition. One of my really good friends, a different friend in fact, than the one I was talking to about best friends in the first place, once told me about, I guess four years ago now, which is pretty crazy, that... I think we are all more attached to some than others, uh, more attached to some than others, and that's basically the definition of best friends. Let me repeat that without, you know, uh, hesitating. I think we are all more attached to some than others, and that's basically the definition of best friends. And I think that definition right there, this uh, definition from one of my friends, is basically what I've been going off of my whole life, ever since I told her or she told that to me, which I guess was four years ago. A little change in the mindset of the whole, maybe they don't exist, but maybe there are people that I am more attached to than others, and they're basically my best friends, right? Even if I don't want to put a label on it, kind of like in the back of my mind, I already know that they're my best friends, so cool. In this regard of best friends, and I was already talking about it earlier, about like, oh, I was a floater and stuff like that, there's a lot of different types of attachment for these best friends. I do want to preface that you don't have to feel specifically um, that you are one of these certain attachments. I do talk about it later that maybe this you aren't just one of these, but I'm going over three, and there could be much more, but I typically try to, you know, keep it a little short or keep it to a good number just so I'm not leaving you here in this podcast forever, right? So the first thing, which is why I decided to talk about best friends in the first place today, is that I was talking to one of my friends about the idea of being a one-friend person. So basically, you know, here you are, a person, I guess, and you're moving on throughout life, and it's very evident that you only, that you, like you, of course you have friends, but it's very evident that you have one friend that you bring around with you, it's basically their best, your best friend, you talk to, talk to them all the time, they're always your partner, um, 
for whatever in class or you you know you play with them at recess when you don't have anyone else to play with and stuff like that they're your one friend and personally based on what i was saying about best friends earlier this is kind of like how how i feel about this idea of best friends i kind of said how can you have two best friends if one of them has to be the best maybe they're equally the best and you just can't choose i mean there are friend groups of 3 right but this idea of being a one-friend person means it's like you and your best friend. But in this regard, this idea of having one friend, being a one-friend person, I feel like there's two types. There's the one-friend person who leaves their current friend for the next one. You know, because you're not always necessarily going to have the same one friend all throughout life. You go through changes, new new stages of life that may not take our old best friend into the next one. So if you have this one friend person who's always there to leave their current friend for the next, then that means you have the one friend person who's always left by their current friend and has to, I guess, find a new one. Maybe be the one who the one friend person is leaving their current friend for. I know this is kind of confusing, but basically what I'm trying to say is that there's some people who have to leave their one friend person for another, and therefore, the other, pers uh, the other aspect of being a one friend person is that you could be the one that's left behind. You don't necessarily have to be one specific one. You could be either, either um, one friend person. I mean, in fact... We could say that there's three types here. You could be the one friend person to leave their current friend. You could be the one friend person the person is uh, leaving their current friend for. Or you could be the one person who's left. You're not necessarily always going to be the same one throughout all your friendships in your life. You could be. Sure. Or it could, base, could be based on the specific friendship. Because not all friendships are the same. Not all the people that you're going to be friends with are the same people. I mean, personally, I found throughout my life that I feel like a lot of the people that I'm friends with, you know, have some similarities, but it does not mean that they are the same people. But in this case, one friend person, I feel like it's pretty epic. I don't want to call your one friend a fallback, but at least you know that at the end of the day, you have someone to talk to, someone who's there for you. Because you're each other's one friends, but also maybe you're not. And that's when it can get kind of confusing. Maybe you're one friend, maybe you're a one friend person, and you're one, but your one friend is not a one friend person. Maybe they have a variety of friends. It's not always going to be equal, you know? And that's what makes this whole idea of friendship so confusing. I mean, I feel like we're starting to get into these attachments that I didn't want to get into, all the complications. So that's why we're sticking to the three. But anyways, back to it, you know, when, you're, when you have this one friend person relationship, a relationship between a one friend person and another one friend person, and you are each other's persons, people, I guess, there's nothing wrong with that, but it could also be a downfall. It could be a downfall to be each other's people. With these high levels of attachment and possible codependency, it's important to be able to manage that. 
And that's something you consider. If you know that you're a one-friend person. But hey, maybe you're not a one-friend person. And maybe you like to have a variety of friends. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a large group of friends. You know, some of the people in my high school thrived in a large group of friends. Or at least from the outer, outer eye, outer perspective, they looked like they were thriving. And I'm sure in some aspects it was a really fun time to have such a large group of friends. For me... This variety of friends, they're my closest friends. They're great people to get advice from, hang out with on an individual, or maybe even a group basis. Especially with the groups in high school. You know, I wasn't necessarily part of, you know, a group, as people would characterize it, like a friend group. Uh, but my variety of friends were like my my closest friend in orchestra, my closest friend in student council, my closest friend, and whatever it may be, we were not um, all friends cohesively, you know? Like, they all knew of each other, but at so sometimes they would all come together, like for my birthday or something like that, which is really, really sweet of them to do so, even though they weren't super close. And I think this was the idea of variety of friends, you know, I'm kind of talking about having a large group of friends later on in life, but in actuality, you're really just picking and choosing from the beginning. Maybe you're in elementary school and you're like, oh, I like this person. And then you both like this other person. And then that's how you create your large group of friends. This idea of picking and choosing for me personally, because I'm all like, for me personally is great. Because maybe I like this certain aspect about this person, maybe not about their entire group of friends. Which is hard, because I know that they belong to that group of friends, but hey, just because you belong in a group of friends doesn't mean you can't friends, you can't have friends outside of that group, group, right? So for me, I have this ability to pick and choose this variety of friends, all these great characteristics. I don't want to make them seem like playing cards or Pokemon or something like that. But everyone is unique. And you're going to click with some people, and you're not going to click with some other people. Just because you click with one person in a group of friends doesn't mean you're going to click with all of them. Maybe it's easier when you're in elementary school, right? But hey, having a variety of friends is cool, and I feel like I've had a good variety of friends that also have enough similarities for them to at least be somewhat um, friendly with one another, I guess, to know, to be able to connect. But finally, the last aspect of attachment, I guess, or the last aspect of best friends. Number one was um, this whole one friend person thing. Number two, maybe you're a variety of friends person. And number three, maybe you're just a floater. One thing that I forgot to mention for the one friend person is just because you are a one friend person, that doesn't mean the person you're friends with is also a one friend person. I might have mentioned this now that I think about it. Maybe they're the type of person to have a variety of friends. And although it may seem like that they're moving on with other people, when you decide to leave them for another friend, maybe that's just how they work. They don't work the same way as you do. But okay. Finally, the last thing, the last type, I guess, that I want to talk about, from one friend person to variety of friends, is this the idea of being a floater. I feel like for a long time of my life, I regarded myself as this. There was, I did never had a consistent set of a large group of friends, a friend group. I floated around to all the existing groups of people. I feel like I got along with all of them well enough that I could float around, but not necessarily be, be in their group. 
I remember in high school, there was this one room of a teacher that all like the people in my program really liked, and they would all eat lunch there every day. But I didn't, because, you know, I was out there eating lunch somewhere else. But um, in this room, it was clearly divided into literally like three different friend groups. And when I would walk in there, I talked to every single one of them, because I was just a floater. I was like that throughout all of life, I feel. Because maybe being a floater meant that I could have one friend, but I also meant that I got a variety of friends. Or maybe it meant that I had many friends and I was not close to a lot of them. I used to wish that I wasn't a floater, that I had a consistent friend group, but it's okay. I mean, I'm not no longer in high school. Maybe my, my set of friends have changed. My best friendships have changed as well. And that's okay. And maybe right now I'm still a floater too. Maybe I have many friends and aren't that close to them, right? I feel like this is how it is in new situations. For me specifically, especially going to college, going through a lot of new workplaces, I found myself, you know, interacting with a lot of different people within the workspaces because I connect with them on different levels, connect with them for different reasons. And that's why I felt like a floater. And maybe I still do feel like a floater. And maybe you do too. But just because you feel like a floater now doesn't mean that someone's going to come upon your life and maybe they'll be your one friend. Because as I mentioned, as I prefaced at the beginning of this section, that is that you don't always have to specifically feel one of these attachments. You, don't, you aren't specifically one of these in all situations. Maybe right now you're a floater. Maybe later on in life, you're a one-friend person. And that's cool. Because friends can be made everywhere. Um, I still remember making my Making Friends podcast episode because that was such a uh, prevalent um, point in my life at the beginning of the semester for college because I was like, wow, making friends is hard. And here I am now. I would say that I have some friends now in college. Friends can be made everywhere, and you can be a different person in different situations, as I already mentioned. Maybe you have one specific friend at work, and they're your one friend, but you're friends with everyone in your book club, or whatever it may be. Different situations call for different, I don't know, situations, I guess, or different reactions. Different situations call for different reactions, because not every environment is the same you got to adapt. There's nothing wrong with adapting to your environment as long as you're being true to yourself. That's how you're going to make friends. People aren't out there trying to be friends with people who are fake or just trying to please the people around them. At least I'd like to think that people want to be friends with someone who's genuine. Being you can lead to long-lasting friendships. In fact, they can lead to the best friendships. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Open Hearts, Enlightened Minds with me, Abby Salmera. I really appreciate having you here. Please check back on the Instagram at openhearts.enlightenedminds uh, for updates every time that we have a new podcast episode. I'm very excited to you know bring in the new year 
with all of you to, I guess, continue podcasting into the new year. I'd love if you could share this with your friends. I'd love for, you know, other people to hear whatever I have to say, maybe open their heart and enlighten their mind. And I've also would love to hear, I just love a lot of things, I guess. I would love to hear um, any new topics that you'd love for me to talk about. So don't forget, there are new episodes every Friday. So I'll catch you all next week.